Fear and doubt are two sides of the same coin. Doubt is a closing of mind, the skeptic, the doubter, right? The famous story in the Bible with Jesus after his resurrection from the dead. Thomas didn't believe, right? The doubting Thomas. He didn't believe that that was even possible until Jesus revealed himself and said, Here, touch my wound. See the, see the wounds in my hand and touch the wound in my side. See for yourself that it's true. And then he went on to say that um, blessed are those who believe without seeing, right? And believing without seeing is essential. This is seeing through the doubter, seeing through the source of doubt itself, which is the egoic identification with the physical form. And fear is also generated by the physical form. So when you have fear, often you also have doubt. You start to doubt yourself, your circumstances. You doubt which way to go. And then the skeptic or cynicism comes in when we are jilted by truth, right? Or disillusioned with truth. We can become disillusioned with a teacher when we find out that they're a regular, ordinary person, right? But realization is about ordinary. It's becoming more and more authentically ordinary that sets you free from the projections and limitations, imaginations of mind. It's important to see through the doubter and the source of all doubt in order to end doubt. Doubts will continue as long as you follow the story in the mind because you can't have doubt without a story or a cynic and a cynic is someone who's skeptical skeptical is this really true and doubting thomas certainly is an aspect whether you believe in the resurrection of christ or not that's not important the message the teaching in that story is the doubter the doubter keeps you from faith. It keeps you from trusting the unseen. Because God is the unseen realm of the entire universe. And it's alive in your heart. It's eternal, right? So doubt is a closing of mind around a story, an idea around this feeling of skepticism, right? Not trusting, not believing. And the fear that even doubt can generate. So doubt itself can generate fear. I doubt myself or I doubt this will work can limit a more expanded perspective which is coming from the heart, trusting the heart to guide you and lead you in the right direction, right? And Ramana recognized that Parabdha Karma, your destiny is in your genetics. It's pre-programmed in. So if you're destined to become fully self-realized, you will. 
if you're not destined in this life, you won't. And this is just a re repetition of the birth and death cycle, right? So you are born, you live your life, you die, and then you're born again, you live your life, you die, and that cycle continues. This is the karmic wheel of suffering until you become fully self-realized. And that means you know that you are this source, not the limited ego or mind or the genetics of mind, the genetic mind, right? So seeing through the doubter is essential. It's an essential aspect of Ramana's teaching. And he so beautiful, beautifully describes this as, you know, doubts will continue until you doubt the doubter. Who is this doubter? Seeing through the doubter is essential. And if you really listen to what he's saying there, it's not just about doubting the doubter. It's seeing through the meditator. Who is it that meditates? Who is it that inquires? Who is it that is driving the car? Who is it that's washing the dishes? Who is this who? that you think you are. And this is the nature of vichara because vichara is death of the ego. Vichara is death of the ego. And there has to be this willingness for the ego to die in order for this greater consciousness to expand within you, to deepen within you, to mature within you. So there is a maturation process that requires that the ego be confronted, the arrogance of mind be confronted, right? The limitations of mind be confronted. To recognize clearly that your circumstances have nothing to do with freedom, right? Your circumstances never set you free, right? freedom is here and it's within you and the more you train the mind to return to the source the more you calm the mind with meditation and the mantra the more mature your realization becomes the deeper your realization becomes so fear is the other side of the coin right so there's doubt and then there's fear and fear can be generated by a number of things. It's definitely genetic. The genetic mind is rooted in fear in the reptilian brain, which is about survival. Fear is about surviving as a physical, limited, mortal human being, right? So fear is an aspect of survival. If we don't have money, we become afraid. How are we going to feed ourselves? How are we going to live? How are we going to have a place to stay? Right? So money, time. How are we going to use our time? How much time do we have? And then ultimately it's the fear of death or even the fear of rebirth. Right? Because fear of death and fear of rebirth are the same. If you're afraid of being reborn again and again and again, then that is what needs to be met. That is your death of the ego, right? This willingness to die to identity. The physical death will come. 
It is going to come someday for every single person on the planet. Death even came for Christ, right? Jesus died on the cross. Whether you believe in the resurrection or not, he died. So meeting death is essential. You must meet your own death in order to discover directly this eternity that I'm pointing to. And fear is a big aspect of this meeting. And fear is based in loss, right? So it's not so much the fear of the unknown as it is losing what you know. Losing your family, losing your possessions. You know, death is the end of all of that. The death of attachment, the death of desire. Because as you approach death, there is eventually a surrender of everything, including the physical body. There's a letting go into the void, into the unknown, right? But the fear is more about leaving what is known than it is about the unknown. And we can resist death and we can fight death. And and there's no problem with fighting death, with medicine, with exercise, with good eating habits, right? But eventually death comes and there's a moment of surrender where you have to let go of everything, including your body. And if you resist death, there is a struggle and pain and fear can get terrifying, right? It's not just a little fear. That's why terrorists are called terrorists because they generate terror. It evokes the natural fear of death, which is ingrained in the genetic mind. So meeting fear is examining what is fear. What is it exactly? And what is the story associated with it? So doubt has a a story associated with it. Fear also has a story associated with it. Even if it's fear of death, until you die, you don't know what death is. Right? And meeting death consciously is essential when you're on the spiritual path. Because the spiritual journey is preparation for death regardless of the tradition regardless of the religion right or non-religion because certainly ramana and vichara self-inquiry is not a religion it's an opening of mind to explore and discover and and rest in the root of yourself which is the source of yourself and calm the mind calm the mind through meditation through vichara through self-inquiry through the mantra until the mind itself is recognized to be unreal right the mind becomes absorbed in the source And as you become absorbed in the source, then you become liberated from the suffering nature of mind and body. But this doesn't mean that your thoughts won't stop. This doesn't mean that your body still won't have feelings, right? It just means that you have discovered the source of everything. 
and you've become absorbed in that as a deep recognition of that is who you are, not these other limited, finite things, but you are, in fact, the infinite within yourself, the infinite eternal life within yourself. That is who you are this eternal presence. And when you surrender to that presence, when you merge with that presence, there's a profoundly deep recognition that you are that eternity. But there has to be this willingness to meet fear, this willingness to meet doubt, the willingness to discover the truth in disillusionment, right? There's a fantasy about enlightenment, a fantasy that's being spread around the world about how it's going to fix and change your life, or that the teacher is some miraculous being that somehow is going to save you. This is the myth of spiritual teachings, it's a myth of enlightenment. And it has no real basis in reality. The only difference between you and any teacher is a a true teacher has spent many, many years evolving spiritually, disillusion, you know, dissolving their ego in the source through meditation, through the mantra, through inquiry. However, that looks. Because certainly there are enlightened masters within Tibetan Buddhism, Zen Buddhism, right? There are enlightened saints walking on the earth right now in Catholicism. So it's not about the religion. We might not know of them until later in their life, like Mother Teresa was a saint. She took care of the poor and the unwanted, right? She was a living saint. And you could argue whether she was self-realized or not. But she was in service to God. She was in service to those in need. And service karma yoga is another aspect of deepening in your realization. So really what I'm talking about is awakening and then deepening. And mostly what I'm talking about is deepening into the awakening realization. So awakening just takes a fraction of a second. Deepening and maturing in that realization takes time and support. So I'm pointing to the source. I'm always pointing to the source. And I'm saying, if you want to mature in that realization, then you have to be willing to see the doubter, meet the doubter. It's the death of the doubter and the death of the one who is afraid, right? It's the willingness to die before you die that sets you free, that enables you to see that you are this eternal presence. And becoming absorbed in that eternal presence doesn't mean you have to space out or check out from life or change your job. You can be fully self-realized in any life situation, in any role. The only difference is you're not identified with the role. A teacher, is a true teacher, is not identified with the role of teacher, right? 
The true teacher only is pointing to this living presence within you. And only you can discover it. Only you can realize it and deepen within it through inquiry, meditation, and the mantra. And when you become established in that realization, this is self-realization. And then liberation is even deeper than that. Than that, it's beyond beyond any idea of realization. Right? It's complete absorption in the source, which is a constant state of consciousness. I don't even know if bliss is the right way to describe it. People have described Ramana as having a constant state of bliss, right? But we tend to think of bliss as a kind of euphoria, a euphoric feeling, but it's more consistent than euphoria. It is euphoric, The more you give your attention to that, the better and happier you feel. But it is a constant, pure awareness, a clear clear awareness that doesn't change and is unaffected by anything. Unaffected by any movement of mind, any circumstance, any feeling. And you are that peace that surpasses all understanding. You are that peace that is free of the doubter. You are that peace that is free of any fear that might arise. You are that. Thank you so much for listening. This is Koshi, and I'll be talking to you again soon.